Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli. Using my experience as a former professional athlete, I will take you inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. Hey everybody, welcome to yet another episode of Show Your Scars. This week we are speaking with Brittany Bach again as she is going through her rehab process with ARP Wave. We've talked a lot about ARP Wave. We're actually trying to plan a time to have an ACL Club meetup with ARP Wave so you can ask all the questions that you want for them. It's a really interesting way to go about rehab because if your nervous system isn't working, then your muscle system is not going to perform properly. And ARP Wave helps accelerate that process. It is such an amazing company to work with. I couldn't recommend them more. And it's been a real joy to watch them work with Brittany Bach as she has overcome a lot from being a professional soccer player. Now the injuries that she deals with and the pain she deals with on a day-to-day basis. We talked to her through that as she is working right now actually on her shoulder and getting some progress there before she heads down to her knee, a post-ACL pain that she has with her knee. So one by one, we're going to tick off some recovery from Brittany Bach. It's been cool to see what she's doing with ARPWAVE, and here she is in that recovery, Brittany Bach. Cheer Scars is now working with Cure Hydration, which is such a great company because Cure is all about giving you proper hydration without all of the hoopla, all of the sugar and the food coloring and the dyes, all the bad stuff is not in Cure Hydration. It is clean coconut water, Himalayan salt, things that actually have been scientifically proven to help hydrate you. They have a bunch of great flavors. My favorite flavor actually is watermelon. It's called Endless Summer, and I think we all could appreciate that a little bit. So if you want to try Cure Hydration, you can now get it at 20% off for your first purchase using the code ACLCLUB20 upon checkout. Go to curehydration.com, code ACLCLUB20. Brittany, we're back. An update on all the things that you've been doing over the last two months. That's wild. Does it seem like it's gone by fast? I mean, I feel like this whole year is just flying by fast, but (laughs) I obviously going through treatment, um, we can have some good steps forward and then typical me, I've had a couple steps back in my own doing. So kind of had to change my protocol a bit, but it is, uh, it's crazy to see, you know, the growth in it. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where am I now? Why, why did you say typical me? Why don't you feel like that's just healing and people in general? Like, I, I feel like you might be being a little hard on yourself. I probably am. And it's funny because a couple of my friends out here, both of them just had surgeries. One had a meniscus scope and one had a broken fifth metatarsal, which I had done a couple of years ago. And it's funny because I'm talking to them saying, Hey, make sure you do this and don't do this because learn from me and what I did do and didn't do. And when I say typical me, I think I just, I always try to play through pain or I'm sick of being hurt. So I continue to play. And so uh, I feel like a lot of people will be able to relate to that. Just being sick of feeling pain and feeling injured or feeling like they can't do what they want to do. So I think having that relatability and that honesty is really important. We'll chat about kind of the things that you've been through, but I it's two months into this process now. Um, when we first chatted, you had started a, a little bit. You had been doing a little bit of work, but really your issues when you're working with ARP Wave, the, the issues that you started with were um, your brain, which we started speaking about how you felt that connection come back. We talked about that last time, but then you actually went um, straight into your, I believe it's your right arm to your forearm and your shoulder. Do you want to explain a little bit about what Dennis told you 
about that and how some of the movements or some of the stuff that you've done, how you've seen improvement in those areas? Yeah. Well, and just to start off with that, I mean, the whole reason with ArpWave was to get my knee because that's been I just one of the most struggling parts of my <laughs> athleticness. Like I just wanted to get back in that. And so when we started, it was, it's my right. Tr- Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say you, I think it's easier for us to relate to our lower limbs because they inhibit us from doing a lot of activities. Whereas if your shoulder hurts, you can still walk or hike or do a lot of things with your lower body. So initially you and I spoke and hoping to get your knee fixed. When we had our first talk with Dennis, we knew we need to get your brain fixed first and get that Mm -hmm. connection because last episode, if you guys haven't listened to it, go ahead and go back and listen. We talked about just the chain being off of her bike or her pushing down on the gas pedal and it being two minutes before her, her car would actually go. That's how disconnected Brittany's brain was with her body. So she was not only just having knee pain, but she was having pain in other parts of her body due to her nervous system, not optimally working. So even though we started with your knee, we quickly went to your arm just to try to solve that issue first. Exactly. And another thing too, as a massage therapist, I'm going to be using my arms more. And so with this right shoulder, now there's been a lot of different, different things that I've had going on through the years. I mean, it was back in 2005, my left shoulder, my rookie year in college did a diving header. And I'm like, Ooh, my left shoulder hasn't been functioning right since 2005. Mm. And so, but it's not something that I really need for soccer. And so even doing like overhead press, it's like, I funk, I got to get in a funky position, but for this right shoulder where we started, when we had put the pads on to me, I'm like, this is where it hurts. This is what I'm struggling with. Yeah. I'm trying to release like my pec, my traps, some of my rotator cuff muscles in the back. And and as he's doing the test, he found out, he's like, all right, where he did all these tests, basically with the two pads that he's putting, he's like, all right, one's going to go on your forearm. Your forearm's a problem. It's, it's, it's very tight. And he could tell because where the most pressure or pain that I was feeling with the current, mm-hmm. that's where he found. So I started mm-hmm. doing that. And then basically some simple things that simple exercises with my arms up above, because I was having trouble taking my shirt off. Mm-hmm. So crossing my arm over, putting deodorant on. I mean, I have a weird clunk pop that still is happening, but with that, um, some of the protocol that we were doing, it was starting, I was able to do more and more and to the point where I was trying to test it out a little bit. Um, and not even that much, but one of the biggest things through this process that Dennis has been just walking with me through is he's like, Brit, it's in your brain. It's not like when I try to do stuff and I'm like, I can't do that. Or I have a, a barrier or a limitation. We'll put the pads on. And so we started a new protocol just this past week for my shoulder. And he put the pads on and he goes, now do what you were doing. And I was like, well, yeah, now I can go back. He's like, so it's not that you, he's like, you have a block in your brain. Isn't that so wild when he does that? Yeah. And so like the muscles that turn on and it's interesting because I'm in the gym doing, trying to do light band work, rotator cuff stuff. I mean, still need to to get it moving. And I have a very tight structure, I would say right now, which comes with stress or neurological stuff. And I, when he went through that with me, I mean, I laugh like in my sessions, I'm like, He's like, well, now, isn't that interesting? And I'll just mm-hmm. laugh because I'm like, I know that he's right. And in my mind, when I try to do it, but it's amazing how ARP will just like so much quicker, get me kind of on track. And that's and- the whole point of this. And this is why ARP works is because it puts your nervous system in a parasympathetic state. So it can work in the way that it is supposed to without stress, right? Stress, fight or flight, the, the, um, what it produces is tension, right? Your body grabs on and tries to do 
what it needs to do to help you survive. So when you put your body in parasympathetic, which the ARP wave does, it allows muscles to talk to each other properly, how they're supposed to talk to each other. And I, I am just so amazed that every time I've, I've seen this happen with my, my parents, I saw it happen with me. I've seen it happen with you now is when you tell your muscles that they're okay, how you can do it with, you put the ARP wave on, it tells you, it sends a signal to your muscles to act in the way that they're supposed to act. And you can do the motion. Like it's no big deal. So, you know, what's so crazy. Uh, you remember, I forget when it was a couple like maybe a month ago, maybe three weeks ago. And you, you were checking in with me to see mm-hmm. how everything was. And I was like, yeah, I might've had a little yeah. setback. And yeah. this is, this is, I want to dive into this and I'm sure you were going to ask me about this, yeah. but I could move my shoulder more and more and shoulders suck actually like people that move in so many directions well and rotator cuff people who have had rotator cuff surgery like my sister had one and I've known some people actually up here in the mountains yeah I bet there's a lot of people yeah just tons of just in slings and so ironically it was close after seeing two people who were in slings that weekend I'm just bumping the volleyball so nothing I'm not doing anything so let's go let's give people a timeline because I think that's going to be difficult to so you had started about a month later, maybe, maybe, yeah, probably a month after you started is when this, this happened. Yeah. So you had been doing treatment with Dennis on your forearm first on your, just back your neck to your feet, then on your forearm for forearm for a month. So you had been doing this treatment Monday through Friday weekends off. Mm-hmm. And then this is where this started. You, you clearly were feeling like, more mobile and more confident with your body. So go back to now you're playing volleyball and you're just bumping it. And what's so funny is like, I'm like, okay, I, I even like said a prayer of like, if I'm going to do anything, just don't let me play. (laughs) (laughs) But I, it was just so low key. And the forearm treatment was also for the shoulder. So that, that was like a combination for that. And so the forearm treatment was for the shoulder. It just, that's where your impingement was. And also because as a massage therapist and some of the massive dudes I was working on, because mm. my shoulder was hurting the gripping with the hands, I mean, yeah. that's a self-care that thing sense. in itself. So, but, um, I was bumping the ball around and it wasn't like, for me, I'm like, oh, I want to do bumps at spike. I want it to be super competitive. And it, and it wasn't, it was more low key. And I'm bumping the ball around. I'm doing some serves, but I'm doing it underhand. I'm like, okay, everything's fine. Well, that competitive athlete instinct, there was a ball, we were playing on sand. Mm -hmm. So there was a ball that landed probably, I don't know, five, seven yards in front of me that was falling. And no one, I love how we say yards because we're soccer players. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else like five feet. We're like yards. It was get it right. yeah, it was a stretch to get out to. It, it was like, yeah. I kind of like ran and like no one was moving type of thing. And I instinct just went and dove and I landed and I was like, ah, like bad yeah. to the point. We drove home from where we were the next night that for two days, Jordan, I couldn't move my, like to pretend you have it in a sling. Mm-hmm. I could not move my arm. I couldn't sleep. It was just bad. I was like, I just need to rest it. So in my mind, I'm seeing a couple people around here in the Valley with rotator cuff problems in a sling. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. And I was so frustrated because I've been working on the shoulder for a month and I'm like, I'm feeling like better. I'm not going to do any overhand serves. I'm not going to do any spikes. And so that happens. And I immediately went to shame I went to anger. I went to uh, frustration because I'm like, I can't do anything mm-hmm. without, you know, re-injuring it. And so I contacted Dennis, set up an appointment. I contacted you. I was so scared because the fact of like, scared in the sense of like, yeah, this treatment. And I'm like, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing nothing. But as we know, as, as athletes, Imagine if you're a football player, soccer player, volleyball player, and you're in season and you're playing, 
things are going to happen. And so yeah. when I, and, but I wasn't even doing anything crazy. When I had my session with him, I was like, practically, I was, I was in tears and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I really didn't even do anything. He goes, Hey, this happens all the time. You're fine. And, and I was just like, but I, he's like, you're fine. We got it. And I kid you not, Jordan, I like this, like weight came off my shoulders. He did oh. a few things. He goes, it'll be a little bit more work, but like, that's what, that's what we're here for. And we put on, I forget exactly the treatment that we did. Um, but there were a few things. And with the first session, he had me going a little bit farther. He's like, you're fine. Yeah. This, we're we're going to get through this. And so through that treatment, and I kid you not where I think I would have been in the past in my brain, in the pain, I would have put it in a sling. I didn't put it in a sling after that. Um, and I was back to moving and I, I, I made sure I went slow in this, but then I could, I could move and do things. And I was just, I haven't seen you move your arms like that in a long time. No. Yeah. Well, now you're so, grimacing, but <laughs> I mean, there's still, there's still like, a, I yeah. think I also, I've been doing a little bit of, uh, row, like trying to get motions to strengthen my arms. So my deltoids, so now it's like, okay, well the deltoids, there's extreme weakness. Yeah. And it's just, it was amazing because honestly, I think about how many athletes and how many people, when we have an injury, especially when, when you have a history of it, how the mind is just like, here we go again. And immediately the shoulders go down and immediately the mind goes to, this is going to take forever. And so I still know that I have some ways to go, but it was amazing how him talking to me and then the treatment telling myself I could do it. This is a guy who has been working with elite athletes for a couple decades. And I know on their Instagram, they show that they're working with OBJ and they're working with Von Miller. And you think that those guys come in after a weekend of playing <laughs> sports and don't feel like crap. And I think that that's, that's why Dennis can approach these things and say, of course, like, of of course, this wasn't going to go perfectly. Right. And there's, there's no magic potion you can take that would just make this better. But what I do like is how he addresses things to the root source. And you already mentioned it is he's told you, Britt, it is all in your brain, mm -hmm. everything, your nervous system, the biggest, you know, I, I don't know if this is true, but probably mass wise, the biggest portion of that is your brain. Yeah. Your, your nerves go through all throughout your body and maybe like lengthwise it, that's the biggest part of your nervous system. But if you don't believe that this is going to work, if you don't believe that it can fix what you're doing, if, if you don't believe that you can be fixed, that you, that's, if you don't mm -hmm. believe that you are fixable, then this will never work. And I think mm -hmm. that that was a really good moment for you to understand I am fixable. I am not broken. Yeah. And I won't be broken for like this brokenness that I feel will not be a forever thing. And to understand that you don't have to be perfect. And Dennis isn't asking that of you. And I hope you know that I'm never asking mm -hmm. that of you. But also knowing that you have to believe in yourself and not and recognize when you are going into these patterns that have been built and to course correct and say, okay, I made a mistake. I, I, I am going to understand this is the way I was speaking to myself after that mistake happened. I'm not going to speak to myself like that again. And that was a huge moment in this process in my life where I also, cause it was, it was hard the first couple of days, I mean, the shame and the anger and the everything and the, I pushed back, I couldn't move my arm. I was in extreme pain to move my arm. And, um, through that first session back after that, just, okay, I'm going to give myself some grace. And if I was playing, if I was in season, thinking about how many people are actually going through, things are going to happen. Like we're going to have some crazy, you know, fluke thing. And hopefully that's not the case 
most of the time, but sometimes there is going to be. And so for me to give myself some grace mm-hmm. and not think that, okay, this now just set me back a year or whatever. Cause I know there's a lot of people who maybe just went through their first injury and they've got all these doubts or, or maybe they're like, Nope, I'm going to get back. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be the next Adrian Peterson. When I tore my ACL, I thought I was going to come back in six months, be playing back when I did it. And it took me longer. And so, but I used an art by the way, really? So, so that's like where, and I did not come back where I wanted, but I also think the buildup of all these other injuries, think about, think about what's happening in my brain every time. Like not again, not again, not again, where at first I'm like, I can bounce back. And to the point where maybe my neurological system has gotten so off or the belief of healing. Becomes... Well, you're also just waiting for the next shoe to drop. Exactly. Just, exactly. It's coming. I don't know where it is, but and you're that's always thinking way. about the, yeah. the next injury is coming. And that's where I just, I just look at all these other athletes and these people, just a couple of these people who they're, they're not going out playing crazy sports and where their mind is going and where they try to test it and where they try to do it. It's like when you go through something like this and experience, I see people on crutches all the time out where I live. And so it's just interesting where things are going to happen. And, but this mind, our minds are the most important thing and the belief that no, I will be better. Mm -hmm. And I have to get my belief in my mind on cue with my body. Because when I was going through some of these exercises just a couple of days ago with Dennis, and I've been testing it more and more. Um, when I say testing it, like trying to stretch the arm out, doing some exercises, being smart about it, but it's just fun to see how much more you can really go. Like there's this crazy, just this crazy thing. This doesn't have anything to do with like pain, but if you close, if you, uh, go to turn, like if you're standing up straight and you just mm-hmm. want to turn your, turn your body and you say, I can only go this far right? Yeah. Then you close your eyes and imagine yourself turning even farther. It's crazy. I did this exercise. It's crazy how much farther you actually get and how limiting our mind can be because, Mm. oh, this is as far as I go. So, I mean, that's like, wow, that's far enough, but really it's just because you put those barriers in your mind of like, wow, that's pretty far. I shouldn't, I probably should stop so I don't hurt myself or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It was just so. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot of work and maybe some work that you weren't expecting it yeah. to be, um, especially when it comes to mindset and how big your thoughts about yourself impact, whatever you do. I think it's important to tell people that are listening that it's easy for us to refer to athletes in our athletic self, because that's what we did for so long. But first and foremost, I think we need to kind of rearrange this idea of recovery from anything to be back to an athlete, like just be back to ourselves because naturally we have athletic tendencies and, but we can never be an athlete if we don't feel like ourselves. So I just would challenge you, Britt, to just not focus so much on the athletic things you don't think you can do and focus on the things that you can do that make you feel like you like walking. Okay. Today I walked and I didn't feel any pain in my shoulder. Just acknowledging that to yourself is, it sounds silly, but it's an important step because that's, you're going to do that every day for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. Well, and even so, what we focus on expands. So if we're constantly, and I know I've done this, I'm so in tune with my body, but I'm also focusing so much on the pain that it's all I'm thinking about where it's Mm -hmm. like, whoa, 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 like let's shift our focus. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I've heard several times and I kind of like ebb and flow and how I really dive into this, but Dennis just reminded me, he said, you need to give yourself permission you need to give yourself permission to, to say that you can do, you know, move your arm this way or that you can heal. 
mm-hmm. because I forget exactly what we were talking about, but he's like, where's your pain? I go, where in my arm or in my entire body? <laughs> he's like, you need to give yourself permission to know that you can heal. And I think for yeah. so many people, um, pain is a, pain is a tough one because especially people with dealing with chronic pain, it, it, it's always there a pain from an acute injury to something it's always there. And so we're focusing on it and we're not actually focusing on so much the healing. It's, it's almost like, Oh, this hurts. And then I, and then I think about how it hurts and you get angry. And then, I mean, it's, it's this whole. How have you, yeah. How have you been doing that of telling yourself that you can heal, giving yourself permission to heal? Well, one of them is when I am doing like, I'll go to the gym and, Again, my exercises are not where I would love to be like beast moding, but at the gym, I I'm doing something and I'm actually just rejoicing like that. I am doing a certain motion and knowing, okay, like I can heal and it through prayer. Prayer is a big one. Um, through some self-talk, I, I will say I definitely fall and go down a very bad rabbit hole, uh, especially if pain is like maybe not going away uh, and I will get stuck in going there. And I will tell you for anyone who's listening, that does absolutely no good. It doesn't serve me at all. And when the brain and the, just these stress hormones that come up and the anxiety and all this stuff that just breaks down and it suppresses our immune system. And then everything else hurts more. The inflammation in our body Mm -hmm. rises. So for me, how do you get um, out of those rabbit holes? Yeah. When I sometimes being fully honest, it's like, I got to reach out to someone. And because if I'm not doing it myself, I, I just need to talk with someone. And I think that that's a huge help, but for myself, I think, uh, changing our state is a huge thing. And it's a matter of if I'm going to choose to do that or not. And what I mean by that is if you imagine someone who's hurting or depressed or something, how is their, their physical body going to look like if you were to think, okay, how are they going to look? Shoulders are going to be down. Head's going to be down. They're going to be coming smaller. And just all of that's just going to be like, festering. Maybe you start clenching your fists and your chest feels tight. And so just literally changing my state, getting up and going for a walk, literally opening my shoulders up. I mean, it's something about like these call it like power stances, but just kind of changing your state. If I'm all down like this and all I'm focusing on is the pain and everything that can go wrong, which I have done so many times, but that I'm going to stay in that state where getting up, changing, you know, something that I'm grateful for, uh, and where I've come, like, look how far that I've come and yeah, I'm hurting in here, but what an opportunity to know, okay, this is just another opportunity. Maybe if I never had shoulder injuries, I could never relate to someone and, you know, some of my clients massage, you know? And so for me, it's, it's changing the state. It's that positive, like, affirmation and gratitude of how far that I've come and celebrating that. And that kind of will start to get me out of that. Do you feel like those spirals that you are talking about that they have started becoming less and less as you have progressed through this with Dennis over the last couple months, do you feel like maybe they're not less, you know, I would be interested of just you even tracking. It might be interesting for you to even track and say like how many times you get down on yourself about something or you get caught in the pain and how you can refocus that. Have you been in that painful moment and put the ARP on and said, okay, how do I, cause I know that there's ways that you can put it on to actually help your brain relax. Yeah. So just I've that if you've done any of that or tracked any of that. It's so interesting. So when I am in a state, sometimes it, honestly, it's the choice of like, am I going to choose to get out of this? Yes. And when you deal with like that depression and this anxiety, it's like, I just got to do the hard. I just got to choose to get out of it. But the fact of Dennis sent me this protocol uh, to help relax certain areas of the body. 
And going back to that, I think that that is huge. I'm not always, I don't have the art machine with me a lot of, you know, some of the times. So then that can be, you know, I don't want to have that as a, like a, oh, I need this to do it. But it definitely, when I have put it on and I'm like, no, I'm going to choose to just do my treatment. Sometimes like different day, times of the day, am I doing my treatment? And if I'm getting down, I know it's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to put the mission, I'm going to put the ARP wave on and I'm going to do my treatment. And it kind of is a trigger to healing versus the trigger mm-hmm. of it, of pain. That's going to send me backwards again. Yeah. And it's not that you will always need it. Right. But I think right now, don't be afraid to use it as much as you need. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, it's like if, if listening to classical music helps calm you down, you're not going to not do that because you don't want to get you know, attached to that, right. You're going to do it because you know that it helps you. So I would just, maybe this is the next time we talk, we talk about these things is, you know, okay, Britt, when did you, when did you spiral? Did you put the ARP wave on? What'd you do? Mm -hmm. How'd you feel before? How'd you feel after? Because that might be really interesting for people to just hear how, okay, yeah, this is helping me free myself from pain, but it's also helping me free myself from the spiraling thoughts of anxiety and self-doubt that I'm having. And I can put myself into a relaxed state where I can then think clearly and say, I am worthy. I am going to heal. I am, you know, whatever your affirmation about yourself in those moments are. So you can use it as a tool as you would any other tool that helps you through difficult times. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing is, is like for people dealing with different things, it's like, okay, well, this is going to help me through this time. I don't need it forever, but that's going to help me. And so like, obviously Mm -hmm. there's no shame in so many things of, unless it's something really bad that's getting you through, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> like a bad advice. Well, let's not do illegal things, right? <laughs> yeah. But I definitely, it's like, yeah, these tools are here to help us. And if that is, there's triggers that'll trigger us into a downward spiral. And so how do we break that is like, what are catching those and then doing whatever it is, yeah. that's going to help you then climb out of that. And then you build a habit around that. Would you track that? Yeah. I I mean, put it on your phone, put like what triggered you to think whatever you thought, you know, maybe it was, you were at the gym and you got frustrated. You couldn't do something. And then you started thinking these things. So once you acknowledge what, you know, kind of where you're spiral, because I know that doesn't happen right at the beginning when you're, you know, when you get into these spirals, people I'm not saying you, I'm just using you because you're there, mm-hmm. but like when you get into a spiral, it's hard to speak to its origin because you're just very much in it. So once you get to the place where you can talk about it or acknowledge where it started, how you are feeling, um, in the moment that you're like, okay, I can't keep going this way, then write those things down, talk about how you got through it. And, and then maybe that's something we can speak to just on the the mental side of things next time. Um, have you progressed in any protocols over these last couple of months? So, um, you were treating with the pads on your forearm to help your shoulder. Are they still there? Is that what's, what's that look like right now? Mm -mm. So when I had that little, uh, volleyball episode, we went back to, we had it on the outside and inside of my bicep. Mm -hmm. And then I'd actually sleep with it on. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't always do so well with that at times, but for the most part, it was, it was good just cause like there's the cords and stuff, mm-hmm. but I noticed, I'm like, you're getting that full treatment all through the night, which is amazing. And I think that obviously what's helped me progress yeah, like, through that. Good, good math problem. 500 pulses per second, 60 um, seconds in a minute. Yeah. 60 minutes in an hour. And part of me, I was like, Jordy, I feel like my muscles are growing and I'm not, I'm like, is this where people put the pads on their stomachs to try to get abs? <laughs> no, you can do that with it. 
I know that's crazy. So I was just like, I do Tosh. it. So my boyfriend I put was like, my abs. I feel like my muscle, like my arms are just getting. Have you seen my before and afters out. with my quads? <laughs> uh, my yeah, brother actually, texted yeah. me the other day. He was like, he calls me Jerd. Jerd, your quads were that before and after because <laughs> it's strengthening you. Like, it's, yeah, and it's getting that muscle, and so. And then, so through that treatment, it was on the inside and outside of my bicep. And then, um, now we have it here on my deltoid. So Mm. the anterior, yeah. Mm. So these right here and here, and that's firing. And there is like a, there's definitely a fatigue in my arm. Uh, so there was a lot of other things I, I talked with Dennis about. So yeah, I know that there's still like, uh, maybe next time we should have Dennis on too. And it could be a chat with all of us so he can explain some of the things that you guys are going through yeah he's like when are you gonna see your friend again I'm like in person I don't know, I know. <laughs> um do you uh, do you feel how does it make you feel to progress to a different I mean huge I, honestly I know this I didn't want it to happen and get hurt but the fact that I went to got to the point in my arm where I went so far backwards where I could barely move my arm to now where I'm back. It's like that showed me so much more than if I just continue to progress, but just to see like we can fall back in an injury or feel like we've just digressed so much. Um, I'm no, I'm so grateful and I'm just hopeful to continue to heal. I know as I continue with trying to strengthen areas of my body. Cause there's just like a complete, I may in some ways kind of look strong in a way, but the fatigue in my body mm-hmm. and my muscles, I mean, I'll walk up the stairs and I also have had this tremor for two years that I can't figure out. I don't know if it's chronic Lyme or the mold or a lot of different things, but I will be going and doing something. And I'm like, my muscles are exhausted. And so I don't know if that's neurological or some other things. So as I continue to, you know, get in that parasympathetic state and give my body permission to heal instead of just trying to be fight or flight all the time, Mm -hmm. like all the time, all the time. So yeah, you were, I mean, all the time. (laughs) I don't, and I'm like, I'm trying. I try to rest. I like bats. I sit in the sauna. Oh my gosh. I thought you said I like bats. (laughs) <laughs> baths, baths. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of like quote unquote like self-care stuff that I'll do and listening to soft music and all this stuff but the just the muscles are so like <laughs> but yeah. I think that's what Dennis is working on with me as well yeah. so you don't have to do anything everything at intensity 100 I know you know, oh, oh, believe me, I've learned that now, like through the years, I feel like I'm at intensity 20. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and you're, see, that's the thing you're thinking that because you can't do the athletic things that you want to yeah. do. Yeah. You're, but that is, that's where I want you to stop with those patterns of thought. Like intensity 20 is just living life and enjoying, you know, like, but that could be intensity a hundred, right? Like yeah. living life and enjoying to the fullest it's also be like breaking some of those patterns of like whatever you think that who you were as an athlete, you have to remember you are an incredible athlete and you'll be an incredible athlete again. Is it unfair the way that our careers unfolded? Yeah. It's, I mm-hmm. mean, is it unfair? I, I don't know, because I think at the end of the day, I think I, I'm going to use the things that happened to me to help other people. And I would never call that unfair. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just restructuring your brain to understand and close that chapter and say, man, that was beautiful. I got to do the things that I really wanted to do. What a gift. Thank you for saving me from some things too. Like, I feel like God saved me for some things. And now I am going to look back with no regrets saying, thank you. Like, really, thank you. Yeah, it could have been different, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And 
acknowledging that and knowing that you can still be fully you without being a soccer player. Mm -hmm. And I think that that when you were talking about the hundred percent, when I would train people or talk about training or even talk to my own teammates, I'm like, listen, you show up giving a hundred percent every day. A hundred percent doesn't mean the hardest fitness test that you're giving. There's days where we have recovery days at a practice. And I'm like, you got to give a hundred percent. It's not going to be the physical. Maybe it's more just the mental and just be all there. Okay. And like what? Let's go to your talking point then. So what can you give a hundred percent at? And it might not be going to the gym and trying to get stronger, right? What can you, cause I feel like you just falter, you don't falter, you, um, your mode of operation is physical. Mm -hmm. What can you give a hundred percent to that does not strain your body to physically give a hundred percent, right? That's what you're saying to the, these oh, people absolutely. that you train, right? Which is, Isn't it yeah. funny when we're, we're our own talking points? Oh, it's like, every time oh. I share something and I'm like talking to people, I'm really just talking to myself. And it, <laughs> what's so good about that is it's so convicting because it's like, what you know, we should talk yeah. to ourselves the way we talk to others. I and know. that too, how we talk about, we would never say, oh, you're so stupid stupid. You're so like, we would never say that to one of our friends who's recovering. Right. Then what you said to yourself when you had the, the incident was, it would never be what you would say to me if I had absolutely not. And so that's not what I said to you. Right. Because (laughs) I would never say that to you, but the way we talk to ourselves is, is the source of all lies. And it is the source of our restrictions. Yeah. And words have so much power and how we attach those words and anyone recovering from any, let's just injuries, obviously mm-hmm. is yeah. The things that we're filling our mind with the things that we're listening to the, once we take a thought, sometimes we can't help a thought that'll come in, but we can res- like how we respond to it. And so for myself, like showing up, giving a hundred percent, I write a lot of different things and it's just like believing what I'm saying. Cause I like have so much compassion and empathy for people. And then to myself, I'm like, you freaking better just do it. Like, so what if you just... gave a hundred percent to loving yourself? Yeah. Do you think you and can do that? Working on it. <laughs> but yeah. And I think. And that's that... not saying that you're not going to live up to if you, you know, like if you need to say sorry to someone, I think that's loving like, I still love, I love you enough and respect you enough to say, I'm sorry. And that is also showing myself love because I'm saying, okay, I might've messed up, but I want to make it better. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think you could do that. I think you could love yourself at a hundred percent every day. Start with one day, start with yeah. one day. And if a thought comes up, you tell that thought it is not the truth and mm-hmm. you replace it with a loving thought. Mm-hmm. And grace, I think, uh, yeah, it's just amazing how when the little bit of doubt comes in and fear and doubt, it's like, but we weren't given a spirit of fear and doubt. And, and I, and I think that, uh, yeah, but I honestly think that the more that I reach out and pour out to other people, it's amazing how much it shifts in me. And there's a lot of times where I hide out of pain. And I think others might do this too. And I hide out of pain, but I realize when I step out and pour into others, I mean, that's what you've done with ACL club and just like how many people you've helped through this. And so for myself is, you know, not overexerting myself and making, cause I need to make sure that I'm physically and mentally taking care of myself, but it, it, it is amazing when I go and when we go and pour out into others and, and help people through what we've experienced, then it actually, like I said, when I share these things, it's convicting to me is like, yeah, that I, I need to be doing that. I need to be walking in that. And so it's so good because when I, when we do, when I do that, I know it kind of wakes me up and recognizing, like, I don't need to be talking to myself like that. 
And sometimes though I do need someone, my boyfriend is just a huge support system that, and my family and my closest friends, like Mm -hmm. that I'll know if I can't get it out of myself, I reach out to someone because I know that, yeah, that will help if I can't do it myself. Well, it's cool to see all the progress you've made, Britt. And um, I know this is the beginning and it's going to continue to go in this direction, but just to even the way that you're speaking. And I hope that that continues the way that you speak to yourself. And I challenge you one day, every time you want to do something physical, maybe you just decide to replace that desire for physical acceptance, right? That's the way that you kind of accept yourself. If you can do things physically, what if you replaced it with something else that you can do that does not rely on physical affirmation that relies on something else? Yeah. I read it's funny because I've tried to want to paint some more Paint! Oh my god! I know, but Jordan, there's this. I don't like sucking at stuff, but I realized to start something new, you're gonna suck. Brittany, have (laughs) you seen some of the things that people paint that people love? Like, I think they look like they suck. So, like, can I just draw a line? And (laughs) there is no. I mean, that's the thing with art. Like, why? Why would it suck unless you told it that it sucked? I know. I know. And And maybe you just say. I mean, I think that is a great thing. Every time that you want to go do something physical, (laughs) you say, I am going to pour that energy that would maybe create me to be frustrated into something else creative that I can do. I think that would really help. And I tell people that all the time, like when we, especially people that are playing sports that get injured and say they tear their ACL is sports. A lot of the time are a source of creativity. And if you don't allow yourself to have something else creative to do during your recovery, you're missing the mark because Mm -hmm. you are not allowing your brain to relax. All you're doing is thinking about the injury. As you were talking about earlier, you're thinking about the pain you're thinking. So all the focus is going there. Well, if you bring creativity back in the process, your brain has to focus on that. It has to think about whatever you're doing, whether it's playing the guitar, photography, painting, pottery, whatever it is, you are fully focused on that. So I vote for painting and you better paint. And the next time you can show me your painting and I will tell you how cool it is. All right. Okay. I think another thing we're not even going to go into it today, but one thing is that I wrestle with is comparison. And I think maybe a lot of other people do too. And that is just so debilitating. (laughs) So, and I, I think it's one very, like the fact that you acknowledge that. And I think we all feel comparison, but you also are in control of how much that comparison controls your life. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what Dennis is teaching you through a lot of this stuff. It's like your brain is in control, Brittany. So you have to tell your brain what it can think. And if comparison is a challenge for you, maybe you take those, whatever, however you feel comparison pop up, whether that's when you're at the gym and you feel like you're always comparing yourself to other people, you take yourself away from the gym and you find a place where you can work out that you're not surrounded by comparison. Mm -hmm. It's you know, especially for everybody right now, social media, you take yourself away from social media. Yeah. Everyone that gives you that feeling of comparison, you unfollow them. Like it's pretty easy to click unfollow. Yeah. No, I've, and that's one thing that I, I'm very aware of. And Mm -hmm. when it does come in, it's one of those things like, okay, I'm triggered into some things where I used to be, where I want to be, where I should be, what it could have, should have, right? Like, yep. And I think, yeah. Social media is a huge source of that. And I know for a lot of people listening and a lot of this, just like younger generation, it's tough. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine. I'm glad I didn't, we didn't have the kind of technology we had when we were younger <laughs> till now. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, the awareness is that first step and acknowledging, and then mm-hmm. instead of reacting to everything, it's how we're responding. And so that's, yeah, we just exactly. got to, 
feeling that pop up and you're saying, okay, well, I just compared myself with that person. Cool. (laughs) I, okay. Do I not need to, how can I remove that feeling? And, and sometimes it is just completely removing yourself from the situation or that whatever brings those, those things up. You know, I think it's not as if we don't want to, you know, I know you post so much inspirational stuff on your Instagram. So it's not as if you don't want to use Instagram to share your feelings and your positive energy, Mm -hmm. but maybe you honestly put a cap on your Instagram for 20 minutes a day. Yeah, actually I have the 20 minute. It's just a matter of clicking. Okay. (laughs) When it pops it up. Yeah. (laughs) Because it is set for 20 minutes, which is funny. It should, I mean, there are tools, but it is acknowledging and then it's deciding how am I going to, every day might be different, right? Am I going to push okay? Or am I going to push close? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So just changing those habits. Right. I know. Well, this was fun to chat, Britt. And I know that we're going to have continued uh, conversations and give more people information about how you're doing and your recovery, but it's just good to see you smiling and feeling like you're progressing because that is a beautiful thing. And something I, you know, you've seen, you've been in a dark tunnel for a long time Mm -hmm. and you can kind of see like, okay, there is light down there and I'm walking in the right direction. Yep. So I'm so grateful and yeah, that you love me so much and just believe in me and I'm just an amazing friend. So thank you for always believing me. Always. <laughs>